This is The Reality. Hello to you, welcome to The Reality. So good to be with you once again, sharing the story of a life touched and changed for the good, for good. The Reality is all about changing lives. Changed lives, changed lives. As I listen to these testimonies on The Reality, I can vouch for the fact that my life has been touched and changed by the reality of Jesus. If you listen up and you have some questions, I would love to hear from you. My email is dudley at surereality.net. I'll mention the email address again a little bit later on, so have that pen and paper ready. Down the reality, we're going to be talking to broadcaster and author Ruth O'Reilly Smith. Ruth is a good, long-standing friend of mine, and I'm honoured to chat with her for today's The Reality. Ruth has written a devotional journal called God Speaks, 40 letters from the Father's heart to inspire the believer to seek God's heart and record his word to him. She's also written for the daily devotional, Our Daily Bread. Ruth has been broadcasting the Word of God on the airwaves since 1999. She aims to communicate God's love in as tangible way as possible. Today on The Reality, Ruth shares how she heard the inaudible voice of God call her in her early life. And she says she's on a journey of surrender. And I remember hearing God ask me a question. Who do you want to serve? Hmm. Me or the enemy of your soul. But in that moment, I made a decision to follow Christ. I saw the reality of Jesus. I remember there were other times where God kind of really challenged me. And it, I guess it's been a bit of a story of my journey with God. And I'm still on this journey of surrender. Well, it's really my pleasure today to have uh, on Skype here on The Reality, Ruth O'Reilly-Smith. Thank you, Ruth, for joining us. Thank you, Dudley. Wonderful stuff. Now, Ruth, um, you are into radio, so this is a radio program, so it must be pretty normal for you to sit behind a radio mic <laughs> and answer questions. So we're going to be talking about your life and work in Christian radio. Uh, you've also uh, written a book. Uh, you do some preaching and, and various other aspects that uh, God has led you to do. But I'd like to begin, as I always do, simply by asking, how did you find the reality of Jesus for yourself? How did you become a Christian? Well, Dudley, yeah, you, you're right about the radio side of things, but I'm not used to being asked the questions. I'm usually the person asking the questions. So uh -huh. this is um, a little new for me, a little different. But yeah, <laughs> when it comes to my walk with Jesus, I grew up in a Christian home. I'm the oldest of five. And I just always remember loving Jesus. Um, and I, I distinctly remember going up to the front to give my life to Jesus when I was probably about five or six and then recommitting my life to the Lord a few times. Um, I, I had a sense of wanting to fit in, I think, uh, the, the common reality for a lot of teenagers when you try to figure your own identity out and try to fit in. Um, but also love Jesus at the same time. And mm. so I kind of vacillated between uh, the world and Jesus for a long time. And I remember distinctly going to my piano lesson when I was probably around 13. I was living in South Africa at the time. That's where I was born and spent a lot of my early years there. Mm. And it was after school. And I remember hearing God ask me a question. Mm. Who do you want to serve? Mm. Me or the enemy of your soul. Now, I don't think it was an audible voice mm. uh, of God, but it was distinctly something that I knew it was God asking me to choose. Mm. 
who I wanted to serve. And in that moment, I made a decision to follow Christ. And it was such a significant moment that I instantly joined the Student Christian Association. Hmm. I remember I was part of the champion uh, which Carmen brought out at around the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I played the role of Jesus. It was extraordinary. So <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd kind of done this uh, this real transformation, a 180-degree transformation. I, I didn't want to listen to secular music. And, you know, there were a whole lot of things. I mean, I'd, I'd to kind of try and fit in, I remember using bad language uh, and God delivered me yeah, of that because yeah. I really hungered for him. So I saw the really the reality of Jesus quite early on. And then at other significant points in my life, you know, later on in my twenties when I moved over to England, um, I remember there were other times where God kind of really challenged me. And it, I guess it's been a bit of a story of my journey with God hmm. is in, in, times where I've been tempted to follow the way of the world, to fit in, um, to be kind of part of uh, the people that I esteem, Hmm. I guess it it kind of boils down to the opinion of man Hmm. and Hmm. fearing man and learning now after many years to fear God over that. But that's that's really only something that's developed in me and grown in me over many years and i'm still learning mm-hmm. uh, still on this journey of surrender mm-hmm. journey of surrender absolutely that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. what it is isn't it you know we have to um, give up our old life the scripture says and uh, find a new life in jesus um so that's that's amazing ruth uh, giving your life to the lord earlier in in life and uh, you said you heard god it wasn't an audible voice how did you know it was god speaking to you I guess it was the transformation, Dudley, uh, that came from that. You know, I I suddenly had this hunger for God's Word. I knew that reading the Bible was important, Mm. but um, another part of that significant time was that I discovered when I went to the Student Christian Association that one of the cool girls, who was quite a bit older than me, she was a prefect, Uh, one of the student leaders within the school. She was extremely popular, beautiful, successful in sport and academics. Mm -hmm. And here she was in the Student Christian Association. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was something to do with realizing that I can serve God and still be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so it kind of started out quite quite simplistic, I guess. Uh, But the two of us, became friends and we would catch the same bus together in the mornings and sit right at the back of the bus. She was four years older than me, so I was a kid, you know, uh-huh. but she was just so kind and became a real mentor for me. And the two of us would read our little Gideon's New Testament every morning <laughs> on the way into oh. school, which was probably a good 20, 25 minutes to a half hour journey wow. every morning. And, and things like that, um, you know, my desire to to stop swearing, yeah. my desire to, to stop listening to mainstream music, which to me was this deliberate disobedience to mm. my parents, you know, that I would listen to a little bit of rebellion in radio. There. A little bit of rebellion in rebellion. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these days I can listen to mainstream music and it's not an issue for me, but at the time it was like an idol, mm-hmm. I guess. And so 
I suppose that's how I would interpret it, is what is the fruit mm-hmm. of what I felt convinced was God speaking to me? Mm-hmm. And I can see the fruit mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the literally hours after that encounter. Praise God. And then God. days, and, and it, it lasted. That's amazing. Uh, having examples or role models in life, uh, Ruth, uh, you eventually got into radio. You're a successful radio uh, presenter, broadcaster. Uh, you write a book. Um, who's been your greatest example, your greatest role model? I mean, obviously Jesus, but I mean, apart from, <laughs> apart from the Lord, in the natural sense, who's been your greatest role model? You know, Dudley, I've really had the gift of people speaking into my life. Uh, just yesterday, I sent a message to a pastor who became a friend in South Africa, and I used to go to that church for a little bit of time when we lived out there again more recently. And I just encouraged her. I said, you know, there are a couple of things that you said to me before I came back to the UK that were really significant and that I've held on to. And she said it. She sent a message back to me saying, gosh, I can't even remember saying that to you. Mm. And I think our lives are a little bit like that. I mean, I'll mention you here, to be perfectly honest with you, is that for you, um, Dudley, going back many years now, I remember you saying to me, when it comes to marriage, to keep a soft heart. (laughs) Um, And so that is something I've always remembered. And it's probably one of the big things that saved my marriage because there have been times (sighs) where in my now 20 plus years of marriage, I've recognized my heart going cold Mm. towards God, going cold towards my husband. Mm. And to be honest with you, it's your words that come back to me that go, God, give me a new heart. Praise God. Give me a soft heart. Um, And then the other thing was how to deal with criticism and praise. In radio, so you're on this public platform, um, how you found it helpful to deal with praise and criticism, to shelve it. Uh, So to learn from the praise, to be grateful, Hmm. but then to shelve it, to learn from the criticism and go, what can I learn from this? How can I, you know, is there anything in this? Mm -hmm. And then to let it go, to shelve it and to leave it there on the shelf. And I've found those two things really significant. So um, I I remember a a prophetic couple who came to my church in the early days and they were prophesying over my folks and knew that I was in the building and they sent somebody to find me because they wanted this prophetic couple to pray and ask God if he had a word for me. I was in a season where I wasn't sure what to do. Hmm. I had no idea. I had kind of rough ideas of wanting to be a missionary. Um, And I I think I'd started in radio, but they spoke over me words that they will more than likely not remember. When I mentioned it to my mom and dad, they couldn't remember this prophetic word. But for me, as a young girl, I was probably about 18, 19, Hmm. around there, or my early 20s. And they said that God was going to use me to speak his word to the nations. And the extraordinary thing is that I was reminded of that prophetic word when I started on radio broadcasting from the UK Hmm. to Central and Southern Africa, via shortwave and FM stations right across the whole continent. But then also, uh, years later, broadcasting 
on a platform across the UK and now because of the internet around the world. Mm -hmm. And so I get messages from listeners all over the world listening in and I'm reminded of those words. Mm. So I guess there aren't, you know, specific, there's not just one person, there's so many. I mean, I think of my parents who've been incredible heroes in my life. Mm. They set a powerful example to me. They were really the first Christians filled with the Holy Spirit, Bible-believing, church-going, community of the church um, believers. And they didn't really know what they were doing, but Mm. they knew that God's Word was important. They knew the work of the Holy Spirit was important. And the example they set to me of praying every day, every morning before they would get out of bed, praying together, praying on their own, reading the Word, I saw that. Mm every day and so although i had these moments and times of rebellion that was my the seed that was the anchor it was good seed in Mm. the soil of my heart and praise god you know eventually it bore fruit absolutely amazing well just for the record um uh, Ruth and I do go back a few years and we started out in radio together many years ago Ruth so thanks for that encouragement so uh, Ruth we're going to take a break in just a second but uh, when did you get involved in Christian radio Dudley, I always loved radio, but I used to listen to the radio. I loved the voice of of people. I loved the human voice. I think I remember my gran ironing, and she would have the radio on, and that was my maternal grandmother. And I remember my paternal grandmother lived with us when I was very little, and she would listen to the radio, and she would always call us when the children's story was on in the afternoon when I got home from school. Mm. And my sister and I would sit there and listen to the children's story. And so I loved stories. I loved the sound of the human voice um, more so than music. And so I always loved radio. I loved listening to the radio. I would wake up in the middle of the night, uh, maybe to go to the loo or whatever, and put the radio on. And I would <laughs> listen to shortwave radio. I loved <laughs> listening into the crackle yeah, yeah. of the shortwave radio. Yeah. And listening into this voice coming live from London, the BBC World Service or whatever. (laughs) There was something fascinating and just incredible about about this voice. But I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't realize that you could actually become that voice inside Uh, the radio. And so in 1995, I'd started doing some – announcing, public announcing in a retail store in South Africa, kind of making the announcements about special deals that the store was running Hmm. somewhere in the store. And it was a part-time weekend holiday job. And then I started studying teaching at the University of Pretoria. And in my second year, a friend of mine pointed out an advert that he'd seen for radio DJs at the campus and although I had walked past that advert I hadn't realized that that is something that I could go for it never crossed my mind but he did because I guess of what I was doing at this retail store and so I had a go I applied and I got the job and so I worked in campus radio for a little bit that was back in 1995 And then, I mean, it was literally for probably a few months and not too long after that, 
community radio started in South Africa and our church started a Christian community radio station. And because of all of my experience of, mm. you know, just these few weeks or months um, mm. on campus radio that asked me to come on board. Cool. And so I started volunteering at our Christian community radio station run out of the church. And I did that. I volunteered throughout my studies for all of those four or five years. Fantastic. Amazing stuff. Ruth, we've been chatting a little while. We're going to take a little break and be back after this. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, it's really good to have your company. Thank you so much. My name's Dudley Anderson, and you're listening to The Reality. As we've been chatting up today, and I'm talking to my good friend, Ruth O'Reilly-Smith, perhaps you have some questions about what we've said, maybe some comments. I would love to hear from you. Perhaps you need some prayer. I'd love to stand with you in prayer. Write to me by email, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Well, we're chatting with Ruth O'Reilly-Smith for today's The Reality. Ruth is a broadcaster and an author. She has shared how she came to know Jesus Christ at an early age, and in her teens she heard the inaudible voice of God ask her a question, who do you want to serve? And so began Ruth's journey in seeking to surrender to the call of God on her life. She said that she saw the reality of Jesus and knew that he had a plan for her life. Ruth grew up listening to radio. She said that she loved the human voice, and she loved to listen to all forms of radio, including shortwave radio. Well, many years later, God opened the door for Ruth O'Reilly Smith to begin broadcasting on radio. She became that voice that she loved to listen to as a child. And as it turned out, she broadcast on shortwave radio for many years, reaching people across Africa with the good news of Jesus Christ. We're speaking with Ruth O'Reilly Smith today on The Reality via Skype. So speaking to Ruth O'Reilly Smith, uh, you are essentially a broadcaster. Ruth, you have written a book. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, But uh, we've been speaking about radio, um, Christian radio in in particular. And uh, as you rightly said before the break, you know, um, there's a little person behind that radio mic speaking to literally hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of people around the world. How did you feel when you realized that your simple words on a radio mic can change your life? The first time I experienced that and it really impacted me was probably when I got a handwritten letter from a listener in Kenya, wrote to me and said, hey, I listened to the show. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, Or I gave my life to Jesus, you know, broadcasting from West Bromwich in England back to Africa on shortwave, Mm. Central and Southern Africa on shortwave, and then different FM stations right across the continent was incredible. And people would send handwritten letters and they would actually get to me. (laughs) I mean, I don't know these days um, with a postal service, 
if that would happen. But I've actually got files of those letters mm. that I kept. And for me, they are a powerful and very tangible example of the impact of God's word on just one life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, you know, people saying that they gave their lives to the Lord. Not too long ago, I had a an email from a listener who used to listen to me all those years ago. So we're talking probably 1999, 2000 is when I started on that radio station broadcasting from West Bromwich to, to Africa. Mm-hmm. And he had first heard me in Uganda all those years ago mm. and had kind of followed me um, on all the other different platforms that I'd been on. And he was reaching out to say, hey, I've got a story of God working in my life because that's wow. the show that I host now is, you know, getting people to come and share their stories of God working in our lives. So wow. I guess that's probably when I realized the the beauty of the the work that mm-hmm. God has called me to. And I feel very humbled. Praise I feel God. so humble. Yeah. Who am I, God? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Praise God. Well, Ruth, I did mention too that uh, you've written a, a, a book. It's is it is it a devotional book? It's what they call a devotional journal. Okay. So it's a devotional. You've you've essentially got um, letters from our Heavenly Father based on his word. And then you've got a verse that underpins that letter. But then you've also got questions that are asked of the reader and space for you to write. So it's a devotional, but it's also a journal. So people who enjoy um, writing down your prayers, maybe asking God what he wants to say to you and writing down whatever comes to mind, maybe just jotting down things that God has spoken to you based on these letters from based on the bible that you've read what is it that god is speaking to you specifically um so yeah it's a devotional journal praise god and its title it's called god speaks 40 letters from the father's heart yeah it was really birthed out of my devotional times in the morning with the lord as i mentioned earlier my parents set an incredible example of giving their day to god first thing in the morning and I realized that that is the only thing that anchors me, is making sure that before I get out of bed in the morning, mm-hmm. I read my Bible, I give my Praise day to God, God yeah. I surrender. And when I was quite young, we had some Bible teaching on journaling. And so every now and then I would journal. Mm-hmm. And as I said, write my prayers or, or you know, just mm-hmm. wait and say, God, speak to me and and I would write whatever came to mind. Now, that devotional journal came out of my heart's cry to God to help me during the pandemic. So Uh in 2020, I had to go in during this time of fear and uncertainty and, and panic, you know, where we were hearing from listeners who had no idea what was going on and who were tuning in to the radio station in droves because they hungered for Mm. something different, something hopeful. And I was struggling and grappling with my own fear and anxiety Mm. and for myself and my family. And so crying out to the Lord for him to speak to me. And out of this, in my devotional times, came these beautiful letters. And they just... 
they felt like something different. They were feeding my soul in a way that nothing else had before. And pretty soon, within literally days, I really sensed God saying that this is going to be for more than just you. It's going to be a book. Fantastic. And so that's God Speaks, 40 Letters from the Father's Heart by Ruth O'Reilly Smith. Assume it's available on Amazon? Yeah, it is, or through my website. And your website is? RuthO'ReillySmith.com. RuthO'ReillySmith.com. Amazing stuff. Ruth, we've got so much to talk about. Uh, Our time is nearly up. I want to ask you about Dubai. When did you move to Dubai? Well, in... 2009, my husband lost his job and it was the recession in the UK and globally. And he works in the construction industry. It was very difficult for him to find any work in the UK. And he was with agencies who were trying to find work for him. And eventually he was given a job offer for a company that was based in the UK, but they had a branch in Dubai. And so this was a position in Dubai. Our children were 18 months. And Paul said, do you want to go work out in Dubai? (laughs) And he went out to go and do a little little reconnaissance and go and check out the territory. Mm. And while he was gone, I spent time with the Lord. And and I was just like, God, is this what you want us to do? I felt excited. Um, I've always been a bit of an adventurer, happy to go wherever. And I guess I felt a bit like our kids are young enough, but is this really what you want me to do? I loved my work at the time. And I opened the Bible to Kings, where you have this story of the Shulamite woman, where the prophet Elijah goes to her and says, "Um, look, there's going to be a famine in the land for seven years. You need to go somewhere where you're not going to suffer under this famine and so she leaves and she goes to the land of the philistines and she spends seven years there and then comes back and she is given all of her land that she lost during that time and more and i just felt when i read that 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 was actually god releasing us Hmm. to go that in the midst of famine essentially in the uk with this recession god was going to still prosper us and enable us to flourish as a family out in Dubai. Uh, And so that's where we went. And the first few months were really difficult, but it's God's word that sustained me. Mm -hmm. When I was out there and I was doubting and I was thinking, golly, Lord, you've sent us to this place. We know nobody. What is going on? I've got young children. (laughs) I feel so isolated. It was God's word that sustained us. We found an amazing church that used to meet in a in a massive mall in Dubai. And we made the most amazing friends, some of whom I'm still good friends with. So it was really incredible and just a reminder to me of the power of God's word to sustain us when we have to make important decisions. Do you have something to anchor you that you can come back to? Good stuff. Absolutely. Well, Ruth O'Reilly-Smith, it's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you today, learning a little bit about your life and work as a radio presenter, as an author, and indeed as a mum, and uh, going out there doing what God has called you to do. I just loved what you said um, about uh, listening to the voice of God, not necessarily an audible voice, but simply going and doing what God has prompted us to do. And that's what it's all about. That's the reality of Jesus. Ruth O'Reilly-Smith, thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality. 
of the day on The Reality, we've been speaking to Ruth O'Reilly-Smith. If you'd like to learn more about Ruth and her ministry, and indeed get a hold of her book, please visit her website, ruthoreillysmith.com. You've been listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality. Sure Reality is a listener-supported radio ministry. With your prayer and financial support, we can produce these radio programs to impact lives around the world. So please consider partnering with us. Become a vision partner at the website surereality.net and click on the menu option, Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, as always, keep walking in that sure reality of Christ.